Howdy, folks. This is Matthew with the Jayo Nation podcast. It is Sunday, the 20th of March, and this is the second podcast I did today, uh, which <laughs> the first one was very unique. Uh, and <laughs> if, if you were a regular listener to this podcast, very strange because I'm leaving for Everest um, and I'll be gone for two months during this time. Annie is pregnant. She's obviously not coming to Nepal with me or climbing, but I felt like, uh, and I've read that, that children can respond to certain sounds, you know, and can identify with certain tones of things while they're in the womb. And I uh, felt like my first child, I'm not going to be around during this critical period. So I recorded a podcast just for her and uh, I made it one of the Jayonation podcasts. Uh, I don't think anybody should listen to it if, if, you know, unless they really wanted to. And, uh, so I just recorded this, this podcast. It was, it was, it was fun. It was fun. And to be honest, there were some moments where I got into some deep to- topics and I thought it was, it was nice, but, uh, it's over. It's done. Back to the task at hand. And, uh, this podcast is going to be more mature <laughs> for more mature audiences. You know, those on the outside of the womb of, uh, you know, in, in, in the world today to, to, to sum up the last week is, is gotta be the word busy. I am uh, preparing all of my gear for Everest. I'm leaving for Nepal on the 24th. Um, I have been working out almost every day. In fact, my hamstrings today are sore, uh, extremely sore. I've been doing these. They're like reverse push-ups, but using your hamstrings instead of your abs to lift your body up. Uh, insane, insanely hard. And I feel like I now have these two hard softballs in the back of my legs. The uh, guy who has been training me is actually going to be here at the office uh, in this podcast, I, I asked if he could come and be a bit of a guest on today's podcast and give his insight and opinion into what I've been doing to prepare for Everest. And uh, I'm, I'm welcoming him to introduce him to you guys and uh, see if he has anything interesting to say. I have uh, started up a, a new edition to the content that the Jio Nation produces. Now, if you're following along, I have the Jio travelogues, which are longer form documentaries about my trips. I have the um, Jio Nation podcast here, which is an audio uh, podcast about uh, just life in general and, you know, kind of leaning towards travel and adventure and uh I also have little video clips on the uh, Facebook page, as well as the map, which delivers information about where I am and where I'm going, and the website, and all of these different elements that add to the experience for people on the outside looking in. And I have seen a new form of, of information delivery. And this is the vlog. 
uh, vlog or however you want to say it's basically a video blog uh, which is a shorter less produced than the travel logs I make but more produced than the simple little video clips I put on uh, Facebook but regular it's a regular semi-produced video series that's short to the point and about life at that moment. Uh, whereas the Jio travelogs could take a larger kind of view of my experiences over maybe a longer period of time. And they're very uh, well-produced or I hope to be well-produced and, and informative with a lot more elements a vlog is something that can be um, just kind of thrown out on a daily basis just to satiate somebody's desire to know what's going on. And and with me preparing for Everest, I have a lot of things I'm trying to tie down with Annie's pregnancy. I'm, you know, doing that with me trying to get back on the road. I'm doing that. There's a lot of things that I'm working on. And I felt like I don't necessarily have time to set up all the shots in order to gather video together for a, a, a full-on travel log. I'll do a lot more of that stuff when I get to Nepal. And for now, I just think it's interesting. I think people might want to know what a guy living in China, preparing for Everest, preparing for all these different things might be experiencing or thinking. So uh, the inspiration for this came from a guy named Casey Neistat. Uh, Casey Neistat is a vlogger and filmmaker. Uh, he's living in New York city. He's does a really good job. His stuff is produced a little bit above mine with better quality equipment. I'm just going to use my phone and, uh, GoPros for these kind of videos as opposed to using my big camera that I use on the travel logs. Uh, so these are stuff he does. He made this, uh, commitment, uh, a couple of years ago to produce a new video every single day. And he, and I, I got to give him enormous credit, uh, because he is really putting out some amazing content and, uh, and he puts it out regularly and it's interesting. And I, I've, I I binge watch them and I'm like, I think that people might be interested in, in, in doing that with the experiences that I'm having, you know, and might be interested in that. So he does this every single day and I looked at it and said, you know, I could do that every single day and take a little bit of effort and take some time to set aside. Maybe, you know, uh, maybe I couldn't necessarily do it every single day simply because uh, I'm either traveling away from Wi-Fi or the fact that I live in China. You know, I'm dealt a serious blow as a content video creator by uh, living in China because they have such archaic regulations regarding, you know, what you can and cannot see. And YouTube is one of those things that you, they don't allow you to see. And normally I use a VPN, a virtual uh, proxy network that uh, virtual private network proxy that will allow me to bypass that. Yet, because China has been having some high, uh, high end talks with some high ups in Beijing, they shut down all the VPNs in the whole country uh, for the last two weeks. It's been really hell trying to put anything out. And I had to buy a new VPN, something that, that was hidden. And anyways, I've just been, uh, uh, trying to create this new 
element, simpler, more frequent informational video log vlog that uh, I call the JY vlog. And I've produced three of them already. I think they're really nice. I have a lot of fun making them. Uh, and I feel like if I can continue going, they'll get better and better and easier and easier. So, um, I, uh, I'm working on that. And, uh, the first couple were really interesting because I, Annie and I went out to the doctor and had a 40 scan on, uh, on Eva and uh, saw her face. She's got a beautiful, beautiful face. I'm very happy with, from what I could see through the, through the scans. And I was able to make a little video about that as well as uh, getting, getting my Everest uh, equipment and gear together. Um, so I've been busy with that. Um, I do have a ton of storylines that have videos associated with them that I have in the pipe right now. I've got Ryan's introduction, which is a video in itself, sort of an introduction of who Ryan is and how he kind of joined the trip for the period of time. Then I've got Ryan and I leaving Ningbo again on the ride. I've got video clips related to that. Then I've got knee trouble, uh, where I took weight back. If you guys remember, I took some weight back to Ningbo. And and when I went back to Ningbo, I got my knee checked out there, found out there was a a tear. There's a whole storyline there. Then there's, uh, the decision to go to Taiwan. Then there's the Taiwan story. Then there's returning to the road early and trying to continue. And then there's five days later having, you know, of beautiful rides through the mountain. Nobody's even seen a lot of this footage, really nice stuff. Then at the end, there's the disaster, uh, in Ningda where my knee, uh, failed me again and the return to Ningbo. Uh, I've got like lots of interesting video. I've got the video of, of me coming to terms with having to stop things again. I've got the loading of the trikes on the trucks to get them back to Ningbo. I've got Ryan and I, you know, kind of figuring that out. And then after that, I've got this storyline of me and my trainer and me making steps towards saying, okay, uh, the, the trike tour is paused. I'm not going to focus on that right now. I'm going to wait till after Everest. And so there's this Everest story where I'm training. Add to that what's coming, me going to Kathmandu, me going to base camp, interviewing all the team members, climbing Everest, (laughs) coming down from Everest, returning to Nepal, and then then going to the States where Annie's going to deliver the baby. All of these storylines I want to encapsulate in a Jio travelogue. And uh, I I have the content, I have the vision, uh, but it needs some time in front of the computer to actually do those. And so the the daily vlog is going to be sort of a companion that will give people the immediate story. And then the well-produced travelogues won't use the same content as the vlogs the travel logs will be their own entity and will tell the greater story. 
Um, at least that's my plan. So um, I'm working on that right now. I'm digging through old video of Ryan and, and I'm working on the Ryan one right now, which is pretty cool because Ryan and I go way back and we've got like lots of storylines there to go on. Now, I am um, planning to return to the road mid-July or not mid-July. Annie's going to give birth in mid-July. I'm planning to return to the road a few weeks after that. Um, So after Everest, which will be, I should be on the top of the world in the middle of May. And then returning to Kathmandu, um, the beginning of June or the middle of June. And then I'll have almost a whole month of uh, break where I will be with Annie in San Diego where she's planning to have the baby. So um, during that time, I was thinking I could produce a lot of these videos. I would hope that I can get the first few out before I uh, leave Kathmandu and head to base camp. Because what's happening right now is in four days on the 24th, I am leaving to Kathmandu in Nepal. When I get to Nepal, I'm going to stay there for about uh, 10 days until April 3rd and then go from Nepal to base camp. So I'll have about 10 days that I've, uh, I've really set aside to simply acclimate, to adjust to the altitude, do some light exercise, and um, sit down with my computer and, and produce. So I'm, uh, I'm kind of excited about the idea of being able to get there and maybe put out three or four travelogues that'll catch you up to me almost climbing Everest. And then I'll climb Everest. And then after I climb Everest, I'll produce those travelogues uh, for, for the actual climb later, you know, probably when I'm in, in San Diego. One of the cool things is my friend, Matt Frazier, who is a world traveler uh, of a different ilk. He's a, he's a backpacker. I met him on Facebook through a mutual friend in Las Vegas. And uh, he, he's a really awesome guy. His idea of travel is similar to mine, but um, tweaked a little bit. Like I said, he does backpacking. And he is actually uh, currently in an island called Jilly Island, which is in uh, Indonesia. It's near Bali. It's on my map around the world, which has been, uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, updated. My map around the world on Jio.com is fantastic. I finally enabled it. It's beautiful. It's full of information. And it's got a point on it, Jilly Island in Indonesia. Uh, He is there training to be a dive instructor. Uh, and finished. Actually, he just got his diving instructor certification and I'm really proud of him and he's done a great job and he's followed his passion for travel and uh, we become friends. Actually, he's one of the few guys that has actually come to China to visit me in Ningbo and we spent a a week together and and, uh, it it was awesome. Well, he uh, finished his training to be a dive instructor and he let me know that he would like to meet me in Kathmandu and spend some time with me before I head up to Mount Everest. So he is uh, going to meet me. I'm going to fly there on the 24th. He is going to come up a few days later and meet me in Kathmandu and we're going to spend some um, bro time together in, uh, in, in, the, in Nepal. 
So I'm super, super geeked about that. Um, I'm interested in really putting the pedal to the metal, producing some amazing content, uh, living an interesting life, and you know, going through these milestone moments in my life. Uh, Mount Everest is the top of a list of bucket list items that I thought was going to happen somewhat deep into my first year of traveling. And now it seems like it's going to be the, um, the beginning, the starting point for, for my, you know, Jaya world tour. So it's, uh, it's really exciting to do it with uh, a friend visiting me. And then there's Annie to add to it. And I've got all this content and the idea of starting this vlog vlog, uh, has also added to the, um, the uh, inspiration, the uh, momentum, I would say, right? Because when you do a vlog, you try to find the um, daily worth while activities that you could highlight in one of the in one of the vlog episodes. So every day I'm looking at life in a unique perspective. I'm looking at it like, is this valuable enough to be something that somebody might be interested in watching? You know, and you know what? That's a really healthy thing to do, to look at your daily activity and say, is this worthwhile? For me, I'm thinking, is this worthwhile to put into a vlog? But in doing so, I'm, I'm kind of asking myself a question that needs to be asked. You know, I'm saying is, is what I'm doing worthy? Uh, is it interesting? Am I wasting time? You know, I'm sitting down at a computer. Maybe I'll put on a movie like I used to. Now I'm thinking, well, that movie is going to take away from time that I might be able to produce either a video log or do something that is video log worthy. And so it was a really good choice. I'm, 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 I'm geeked that I, that I enacted this. And, uh, so the vlog is going to actually help to propel, uh, storylines. Now after Everest and after I produce the travelogue documentaries, uh, up until that point, I'm going to have to take a really serious look at, uh, the, content that I do produce. I might, and this is a big might, I might dissolve the travelogue documentaries and focus more on the, on the vlog. It all depends on how, how much, how popular, you know, the one gets over the other. I think that the idea of doing something quick and easy that kind of tells the daily story could be great, but I'm sacrificing, um, I'm sacrificing some quality, you know, and I'm sacrificing some creative, uh, uh, some creativity, you know, there's, when you sit in front of a computer and you compose something and you invest a week into, into its production, it's going to come out on a level beyond what you could do in a one night, you know, uh, stacking some clips together and throwing some music on, you know? So what's more important? And what is people, what are people more interested in? You know, today with the culture, the way it is, people are interested in like somewhat of an immediate, um, satisfaction, you know, they want to be satiated. They want to feel like, you know, 
they know what I'm doing when I'm doing it. And sometimes waiting for months on end to hear the story that happened, you know, that you, you know, you viewed on uh, YouTube a while ago is uh, not gratifying. And maybe like this Casey Neistat guy, he's got, you know, a million plus views on every single one of his videos. And he's doing these videos and they're not easy. I'm not saying that they're, they're the kind of videos that are easy, easy to produce, but they're easier to produce than say a big epic, you know, documentary. And uh, depending on how it goes after Everest, I might, uh, I might switch, switch gears, especially as I'm riding around the world, it might be easier for me to just put out these smaller ones and, uh, try to invest a little bit less time into producing them and more time into traveling. And then maybe down the road, if somebody wants to, you know, come on and do the uh, production for me and maybe I can build, you know, but, but take a step back and then start moving forward again. And then, uh, I don't know, I'm just theorizing here, but I think that might be the way I'm going to go. Kind of an interesting video story about viral videos. I think I had my first truly viral video. And uh, it was actually one of the subjects of one of the earlier podcasts. It was that seafood dinner where I had all the different types of seafood and they were steamed. I put the video on YouTube and I, I blankly said steam table Chinese meal or something like that. And somehow it got picked up by a blog on, on, on some Taiwan website and it blew up. Every day, I was literally refreshing it at one point in time, and it was gaining like ten or twenty thousand views every time I refreshed it. <laughs> I, it was incredible, and 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 pretty soon it was racking up. Uh, it, right now, it's at one point five million views. I've never, I've never even broken a half million on any of my videos. My probably my my second most busy, uh, video I've ever produced was at one trike at first sight when me and Ryan were introducing ourselves to, to trikes. I think it's at like 70,000 views right now, but, uh, in the last, just because of this one steam table video that I invested a very little amount of, I've recorded it on my iPhone. I didn't invest barely any energy into editing it. This one video has 1.5 million views. I gained 1,400 subscribers in the month that it, it was rising. So people were watching that video. They were then in turn watching my other videos. Then they felt so interested in those videos that they said, I want to see what else this guy's going to do. And they subscribed to my channel. Subscriptions are huge. I mean, they're more important than almost anything because these are people that want to see your content. So this, this viral video, and this might be the reason why I'm kind of looking at this vlog thing in a different light, because if I can do that on a scale that, that, that could be like every single one of my videos is that, that style, you know, where it's a little bit raw, a little bit easy, a little bit quicker, still has an interesting story, some interesting elements, but, uh, more numerous than one I can gain people that are interested in the tour and two, uh, I can in the end generate some revenue from the views on the, on the, on the videos. If I have one video that's got 20,000 views, like one of my travel logs that can only net me a certain amount of advertising revenue. But if I have a daily video that is racking up 
50,000 views because they're somewhat more viral, then I can start racking up more collective views that I can leverage for, for some ad revenue. Now I have not enabled any advertising on my web, on my web videos, just for the sheer fact that I don't like them. I don't like to push advertising on people. And I felt like until, until I, uh, really start racking up loyal followers and get a fairly large subscription base to the channel, I'm not going to inundate any of my videos with advertising, but it's coming and I'm sorry guys, you know, but I have to kind of convert this journey into some sort of profit in the future. Uh, Otherwise I can't continue forever. It's always been my goal to increase my subscribership and then leverage subscribership on good content. I mean, obviously I'm not going to put out shit. That's my goal stuff that people are interested in. And, but eventually leverage the ad ad revenue uh, functions of YouTube to start making money on on those videos. But I didn't want to do it in the beginning stages because I felt like the most important thing is to get people to look. So a year or so, two years, grow the channel and then convert to, you know, a little bit more of an ad revenue kind of model later. And, uh, so far that's been working out really well. And I'm, I'm glad I don't have to kind of put ads in front of people's faces, but that's not something that can last forever. And eventually I'm going to have to, you know, reinforce my videos with some ads. And then, you know, then you see the, if it works, then we see if, you know, I can continue to travel around the world just simply based on the revenue generated from my YouTube videos. That would be the ultimate, you know, that would be the ultimate story of the lifestyle generating the revenue for the lifestyle. You know, that's the ultimate goal. So anyways, uh, I'm looking, I'm pacing on the floor. If you're listening, there might be sounds of different rooms because I'm kind of walking back and forth. I've been working out so much that my, I think my metabolism is good and not to mention that I'm getting excited about things. And so it's hard for me to stay still. I'm looking at the floor. And for those of you that ever wanted to buy a Jayo shirt or a Jayo polo or a Jayo um, tank top, um, <laughs> you know, I've, in China, I help people locate products. I contract factories to make certain things. I'm a product designer and I run into problems. Factories in China are notoriously frustrating to deal with. They'll take your red and make it, you know, purple and they'll take your cup that's eight ounces and make it, you know, two you know, shot glass or something, you know? And uh, so it's very frustrating and I've just been dealt. I had to wait almost six months for them to make me one of my Jayo shirts I'm, I'm trying not to make a huge quantity of them because I don't know if people are going to want to buy them. But uh, I, I've been dealing with a factory. One of the things that I wanted to do was actually purchase the material itself. So I bought uh, a, a, a ream, basically, of this athletic fiber that uh, is high quality, kind of like Nike. Is it, It's made in my yellow, my Jio yellow. And the, even the cut of the shirts I've designed based on, you know, what I want and, you know, kind of a longer, longer shirt, you know, for, for people like me that are, you know, looking for something that sometimes I feel like shirts are crop tops, especially here in China. But I base these sizes 
on uh, on the shirts I like, you know, the Nike polos, the uh, Nike uh, tank tops and, you know, shirts. And the front has the Jayo on it. And the back has the uh, add fuel to life on, on some of them. And they even have my tags and they're very, very nice. I, you know, I'm kind of leveraging all the experience I've had producing stuff in China to try to put out a product that's really nice. And, uh, and then my eventual goal there would be to also generate some revenue for my trip by selling the shirts. And I've been waiting for these things for so long and they finally arrived and they, they shrunk the front Jayo logo down. It's like a quarter of the size that I wanted it. It's like when you tell somebody you want an apple and they give you a banana, I, I just, or a grape <laughs> size wise. You know? Hey, could you pass me that banana? Okay. Here's a, here's a grape. You know? It's really frustrating. And, uh, I was about to lose it a few days ago. And anyways, I'm staring at that on the floor. I'm, I'm waiting for my trainer to come. His the name is Xu. And in uh, Chinese, uh, teacher is Lao Shi. So uh, I call him Xu Lao Shi. But he also has an English name, and I'll let him tell you then. And uh, I won't make this podcast so long, but I wanted to give a little bit of an update and uh, I'll leave links to the vlog page and uh, I'm producing a vlog today um, along with the podcast. I feel like the vlog and the podcast can can exist uh, very easily. Uh, in my mind, I see the travelogs, the vlogs and the podcasts all ex existing in their own capacity. Uh, whereas the vlog is a little video clip shows you what I'm doing during the day. The podcasts are those longer conversations that I might have about what's going on, who I'm meeting, longer interviews, these kind of things. And then the travel logs are these, you know, well-constructed documentaries about my life on the road. So, I mean, that's all, and that's all my plan. <laughs> Anyways, I, uh, I will come back here uh, when uh, when Shu arrives, and uh, we will continue. Then catch you up in a little bit. Just talking there. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's oh, good. It's okay. good. <laughs> Uh, I already started this podcast and I told them that you would be coming. Yeah. So you're here. I introduce yourself. Now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hello. My name is Xu. Xu. Yeah. And uh, everybody called me teacher Xu because I used to be a high school teacher. Xu Lao Xu. Yeah. 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 In uh, Chinese, me. Yeah. Annie told me you were a teacher. What school did you fix? Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what are you doing now? Yeah, I'm a CrossFit coach. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get into CrossFit? Why? Uh, because uh, CrossFit makes me uh, have better and better health. And uh, I like to play, I like playing basketball. And so I graduated from university. I feel, oh, my body, you know, just like an older man, don't, don't like my, when I was 18, yeah, I can jump, I can run it. Then I was a little bit fat. Yeah. Because uh, I was studying and eat some, you know, hamburger. In, uh, in America? This was in America. America and in Chinese both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
one day I I know oh the CrossFit yeah. and I try. And I, it almost killed me at the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and wow, that's very interesting. And then I learned how to crossfit. Okay. And, and uh, so when you, did you graduate from like a crossfit program? Yeah, yeah. of course. So you have. Yes, yeah, uh, so I guess I got the cross, crossfit a level one mm -hmm. uh, certification. Okay. Yeah. So I can, I have the quality to qualified to teach teach, teach, teach yeah uh, who was your first uh, crossfit uh, student my first crossfit student uh maybe after i got the certification yeah. you were the first <laughs> yeah yeah you're the first yeah i i, I heard about your uh gym yeah. how did i hear about your gym how did how did i find your gym I yeah think, uh jeff Oh yeah, 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 yeah Jeff, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he told me that you were starting up a new gym, and, and so I came over. And uh, a CrossFit gym is different from like a typical gym. Yeah. There's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of like individual machines. Yeah, it's more uh, CrossFit is more about like lifestyle movements, right? Lifting yeah, a we weight. Call, yeah, we yeah. call it functional movements. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was uh, looking for a program, I was going to go to a normal gym and yeah. just start lifting weights. Yeah. But uh, I found you and it's much better. Yeah, because, you know, in, in daily life, you uh, you don't have any machine. Yeah. When you walk, when you step on, you know, stairs or, or do anything else, you should control your body to do everything. And if you, you know, when I want to throw something or lift something, mm. you only can use your body. Yeah. Yeah. It's just now, you know, the child to help you. Yeah. You just this direction yeah yeah you know yeah ever. i mean it was my first i've, I've done a lot of firsts it's yeah. the first time i've done a snatch yeah it's the first time i ever did an overhead squat yeah <laughs> which was painful i know you hate that <laughs> uh, first time i did thrusters yeah. also frustrating um yeah. and uh I, I, I get a lot of fun. I, I enjoy it. You know, really? Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I mean, in the beginning it was yeah. painful. Yeah. You know, uh, tell, tell them a little bit about like my first time you were doing, cause you don't just do CrossFit. You do like, at least for me, I don't know if you do that for everybody, but yeah. after we finish working out, you really focus on therapy. Yeah. You know, and for me just coming out of the knee problem and having this preparing for Everest, you were working out some serious pain and yeah. knots in my legs. Yeah. You mean why? Yeah, I mean, tell I mean, I was, uh, how do you, what do you do to, uh, what, what is a effective way to do therapy on my legs? Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, uh, make your muscle, uh, soft because when you are uh, after you training, mm. you, your muscle tight and there are always bombs in your, in, in your muscle. So yeah. I just release the pressure yeah. in the muscle and it makes the muscle more flexible. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I've improved much quicker than if I didn't have the therapy. Yeah. You know, like 
Cause, cause when you first worked out some of the original knots in my legs, I was almost crying. You yeah, know? No. <laughs> I lot, remember that. <laughs> it was a lot of pain, you know? Yeah. So I feel happy that I got that pain out now instead of going to the mountain and then I would have that pain on the mountain. You know what I mean? I know. Because I think that if I didn't go to your gym, I would be working out, exercising, but not really stretching and getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Yeah. And then when I go to the mountain, it would just be really painful. No, it's not painful. It's just, you know, uh, a inefficient. Yeah. Inefficient. Inefficient. Yeah. yeah. You have, you have muscle, but, uh, but you just can can maybe output maybe five fifty uh, percent mm. of its power. Yeah, it's you know it's not good. Now I'm more efficient. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I wish we had more time. <laughs> I wish we could have two more months because <laughs> I would be much much better shape. Yeah, <laughs> but today I ran ten k. Yeah, I did pretty good. Yeah, and uh, figure. Yeah, what's what's our plan for the next uh, last three days? Last. Just two uh, days, right? Three days. Three, three days. Yeah, three days. Uh, I you uh you I remember you told me you have maybe two weeks in the uh, in Tibet and yeah. in uh, Nepal. Yeah, in Nepal and just uh, relax and you know. Uh, so I will put more intensity on your training. Mm. Uh, yeah. So get ready to sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Uh, what? Do, uh, now you're an interesting guy. I've gotten to know you, and I think uh, y y I consider you kind of like a friend now. You know. Yeah. And uh, you uh, you are doing a couple of interesting things in China. You're raising dogs. Yeah, I like dogs. <laughs> How many dogs do you have? I have maybe fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Are they? Uh, and how many in each breed? So you've got how many of the big black? Yeah. What are they New, called? Newfoundland. Newfoundland. How many yeah. of the Newfoundland do you have? Just four. Four. Yeah. Uh, and, and I have border collie and border collie. Uh, Welsh corgi. Yeah, just uh, just a Swiss. What's breed. the most? Most uh, maybe border collies. Border collies. Yes. They're popular. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. And they're raised outside of the city. Or inside, inside, inside the city. city yeah. Okay. Cool. In Beilun, you know. All right. All right. Yeah. Nice. I have a kennel here. And, uh, yeah. His dogs are really beautiful. You just won a, uh, you went to, uh, where did you go? You, you, sh where was the last dog show you went to? Last dog show? Yeah. Just today. Yeah. Oh, today. How did today, you do? Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I'm the owner. Yeah. yeah. I just watched the show and see my dog on the show and I have my handler. Yeah, he will oh. handle the dog on the show, and I just watch his watching. He work works. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure he does his job. Yeah. <laughs> did you place best in show? What did you get? Your dog. My dog. Did your dog win any awards? Yeah, he got best in group. Best in group. Yeah. But before the Newfoundland, you got best in show. Best right? in show. Number yeah. Two. Uh, we we have many shows in China. Yeah. Maybe. This one you can got best in show and next one maybe just the best of breed. Yeah, I want you to give me some of your best dog pictures and then I'll put them on the yeah, podcast course, description. Yeah, That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so I mean, one of the things we talked about when we're working out or we're, you're you're teaching me is that yeah. uh, most people in China they don't work to enjoy life. They work to make money or be successful, and it you have done something different, right? Yeah. I, I, I think uh, the most important thing is, 
is uh, do what will what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. If you if I don't feel happy, I think money money. Yeah, it's not gonna it, fix anything. Yeah, I know. Uh, in, in in Chinese, we have a sentence that says, uh, "You should have the time to spend your money." Yeah. 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 You always work. Yeah. You, you, you really, you, you have money, but you don't have time to spend them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you were saying that a friend of yours actually had a really nice job in Canada or the States and then he came back because it was a yeah. wall street, wall yeah, street, wall right? Street, yeah. Yeah. He came back to China. He's like, I want to live a more comfortable life because yeah, wall but, street made more money, but, but he has no friends, you know, uh, he he he's a Chinese and you yeah. know uh, in Wall Street. Yeah, he don't have many friends. He just work home, work home, maybe Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. But when he get back in the war, yeah, works friends. Yeah, yeah. He never go home. <laughs> but yeah. his mother, yeah, bother him. Why don't you go home? Yeah, we have friends here, yeah. right there. <laughs> Much and he's got a big smile on his face a lot more than he had yeah. in, in, in in the states. So yeah, yeah. So you're living as a as a as a as a coach and raising dogs and you know you lived in the states in Sandy San Francisco right? For yeah, while. San Francisco. You know, so you've been around and uh, you've been a perfect for me. I mean, you've been a perfect coach because you're. English is good enough to where you can communicate with me. You have a little bit of a understanding of Western. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. The problem in China is a lot of times you go to a coach or a, or you have a trainer. Yeah. And they're either reading out of a book. They won't create something special for you. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have kind of created a special workout to help me get ready for Everest, right? Yeah, I think. And what if you adjusted? You've taken and what have you done to make my workout a little bit more for for me? Just uh, uh actually when you come in, I always tell you how how's it how how's it feel? Yeah. Yeah. If you feel any you know, you don't wear so I was sorry wear, so I will fix my program and I will see your you know, your your performance in your warm up. Yeah, and I, and in your maybe uh, scale training or stress training, mm. yeah, I will, f I will fix all the way. Yeah. yeah, but you've also taken away like some of the heavier weight, like, uh, uh, but can you, because I need more core and legs and, uh, yeah. for Everest. Uh, so you've like normally in CrossFit, we might be doing more weightlifting. Weightlifting. Yeah, weightlifting. And maybe we're doing less of that, right? I know because you don't have much time to train for yeah. for the yeah. movement. Yeah, we lifting the movement is most important, but we don't have much time. So I separated the weight lifting in some play in, in, in many parts. You know, yeah. uh, overhead squats. Yeah, and uh, I I I let you do dumbbell snatch. Yeah, and I I I let you do kettlebell swing. Yeah, that's uh, this moment is you know part of snatch, yeah. part of clean and jerk. So you're adjusting, adjusting, adapting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. Our, our time. Yeah, no, no, no. It's been great. And I, uh, uh, what is your prediction? I'm going to, I'm going to do Everest now. Now? No. Like, what do you think? You, you think I'm going to get to the top? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 
if you don't uh, if you will not do anything you know dangerous <laughs> yeah <laughs> just you know listen to your guide yeah and leader and leader yeah. yeah it's okay i think now uh, now our you know our technique can help you go to the top easy yeah I, I think so too. Yeah. What did you think? Like when I first met you, I said, I'm going to Everest. What did you think? Do you know the Chinese word Trinyobi? Trinyobi, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, just uh, say some. Uh, I, 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 I forgot the words in, in English. How to say uh, yeah. Is it kind of like, I'm going to the moon? You know, some, you know just say. Just saying something. Just, just say and. Uh, uh, just say something you cannot do. Yeah, I have. Uh, for example, I say I have you know a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I have. I have yeah. Junk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like bullshitting. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshitting. Yeah. Bullshitting. Yeah. Bullshitting, yeah. <laughs> you thought I was bullshitting, and then finally you realize I'm not bullshitting. Yeah, because you know, uh, uh, in Chinese, someone tell me I will go to Mount Everest. He just goes to camp. You know. Oh, base camp. Uh, base yeah, camp yeah, yeah. and I go back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it means I go to Mount Everest. <laughs> well, but, I'm going to base camp, but I'm going uh, a lot higher than that. Yeah, but uh, after one week, I I said, oh my God, he's serious. I yeah. go to the top. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. you told me you spend a lot of money. Yeah. 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 You said uh, maybe five. 50,000. Uh, 50,000. Yeah. 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 So, uh, oh my God, that's what that money to go to the top <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he paid a lot to go to base camp no, no, no. <laughs> cool 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 well uh we've got a short time left and i had a short time from the time my knee was bad i mean in the beginning we didn't have a lot of time yeah. like when i met you so i feel like we have done the very best that we could have done in the amount of time that we had yeah so i, I want to thank you for helping me get ready you're welcome. That's what I I should do. <laughs> well, well, I appreciate running into you, and I think that uh, if I went to another gym or I went and tried to do something different, I don't think I would be quite as ready as I am now. So I think thanks, thanks yeah, a lot. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Like you were asking about what I'm going to do after. I, I don't know if I will continue. Just doing come back, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just come just, back. Just survive. <laughs> So that's the plan. That's the plan. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, I, I wanted to put you on the podcast so that people could hear the guy that's yeah. helping me, you know, uh, get in shape. So it's been part of my life. Like I was talking yesterday was a day off, right? Yeah. And uh, today I ran, but yesterday was a day off. I wore normal clothes. Yeah. I wore a jacket and jeans. Yeah. I haven't worn jeans in like since we started working out yeah, because man. we work out every day. So yeah. I normally I wear, you know, like yeah. running clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm wearing the, I'm like, wow, this is very comfortable to wear normal clothes. <laughs> so it made me realize that my fitness has been really part of my life yeah. for this last couple of months. I mean, yeah. really busy. So cool. Anything yeah. else you want to say? Just, you know, I hope you can. So I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's not a good thing to say. No, I hope no. you don't die. <laughs> no, no, no. I just to tell the truth. I, yeah, uh, yeah I, I worry about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Worry yeah. is okay. I'll be okay. But thank you so much for coming, and uh, I'll continue this. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, talk to you a little bit personally off the podcast. So, 
See you later. See you later. Yeah. <laughs>
and Jayo.